hey, Tony Gaskins here, popping in for another episode of Talks with Tony. And I just wanted to talk to you today, uh, a season that I'm in, and not sure where you are in your journey, not sure where you're going, but one of the things that I deal with personally that I see a lot of people deal with, and this is the, the guilt from the responsibility of feeling like we have to take care of of other adults once we hit a certain point in our life and I realized that we should all help we should all give I give 10% and then some of my gross income so what that means if I make a hundred dollars and after taxes and everything I come home with 50 I don't give five dollars I give ten dollars so and then I end up giving about $20. So that's just an example. And so for me, I give and I overgive. But even at that point, you still can be taken for granted. You know, a lot of times with humans, with, with adults, they will get to the place to where people will enjoy spending your money. And people will enjoy living their life and doing what they want to do and having fun. And then coming to you for what they need or what they want. I remember a quote by Martin Luther King says, we beg for what we need and buy what we want. I'm pretty sure he was making some good money, traveling the world, speaking, probably was getting paid, getting a lot of donations. I understand I'm nowhere near the level of Martin Luther King and and I get donations from people who just say, hey, thank you for doing the work that you do. So. I would imagine that Martin Luther King probably had friends and family and cousins that made him come up with that quote. Or it could have been dealing with, you know, just the race or the culture as a whole. But one of the things that I've seen that I've noticed is that there's this thing where if someone makes it out, if you come from nothing and you make it out, you feel the pressure to buy your mom a house, buy your sisters a house, buy your brothers a house, buy your friends a house, buy everybody a car, pay everybody's bills, take care of everybody as if the money you're earning will never run out, as if it's never going away, as if it's never done. And then a lot of times people pat themselves on the back and say, well, oh, I already got enough money. I could quit right now and never work again. But it's not actually true because if you keep living at the rate you're living, you will be broke again because we spend to the maximum of our ability we spend the max of what we earn because no one wants to make a hundred thousand dollars and live a thirty thousand dollar lifestyle if you make a hundred thousand dollars you want to live a hundred thousand dollar lifestyle so what happens most people max out based on what they earn and then the next thing you know you paycheck to paycheck and so i've seen this i've lived through this i've been around this and I'm here to tell you that people can be at six figures, seven figures, and even eight figures and still be paycheck to paycheck, still go broke. That there's somebody who makes $30,000 who has more money in his, his or her account than someone who makes $100,000. There's someone who makes $30,000 a year who has more money in his or her account than someone who makes a million dollars a year. And I know that's hard to believe, but it's very, very true. It's very true because money is currency. Currency is really based on and how you make it based on your mindset. 
So you could be broke-minded or you could be rich-minded. And if you are broke-minded, you will eventually be broke-pocketed no matter how much money you make. If you're rich-minded, then you eventually will be rich-pocketed no matter how much money you make or where you come from. So there's people who've never made more than $60,000 a year and they become a millionaire in retirement because they really saved a lot of money and they put that money on the market and that money grew from compound interest. There's people who made millions of dollars a year, tens of millions of dollars a year, and still went broke before the age of retirement. And the reason why is because of a broke mindset. So I've lived through this. I've made all these mistakes myself. And the crazy thing about it is I look around and I see all my friends and family and everybody's making the same mistake. There's very few people who look like me, who come from where I come from, white or black, Hispanic, Asian, wherever. It's really the mindset, where you come from, how you raised, what you were taught, what your financial literacy level is. And one of the things I noticed, one of the things I see is that we really struggle in this area. We struggle with finances and we can be down bad. And because of our pain, because of our failure, because of the things we don't have, because of the things or the money we haven't made, because of those things, a lot of times we wanna buy peace. We wanna buy prosperity. We wanna buy luxury. We wanna buy success. And so if you're not happy with your relationship, going out to eat and having a steak dinner can soothe the pain of being unfulfilled in your love life for a moment. And then the next day you want a chicken dinner and the next day you want a pasta dinner. And every day having that money to go spend that money on something like what we call retail therapy, buying a new pair of shoes, buying a new outfit may give you some type of peace of mind or some type of solace from your problems, your failures, your shortcomings, your upbringing, your childhood trauma, your adulthood trauma. And this is where we really have to, what I'm working on extremely, extremely hard is prioritizing debt, paying, paying off credit cards, paying off student loans and really making sure that I'm spending that money. And it's hard. It's extremely hard because we so often will choose pleasure over prudence. And we want to experience life and live life. And we have this mentality, hey, why am I going to take this $5,000 tax return and just send it to student loans when student loans could get canceled next year by the president or I could die tomorrow and I would much rather have went on a vacation to Cancun out of this $5,000 than gave $5,000 to big business, people who don't even care about me and they put me in the scam cycle of school. And so that's what we would tell ourselves and we'll live like that. But then guess what? You don't die tomorrow. You're still living and now you're broke again because you spent all your tax return shopping instead of paying down debt. And now you still have the debt and the debt has an interest rate on it. So now you're not just paying what you owe, you're also paying on top of that paying interest. When 
we could take and attack that debt, pay the debt off, the debt is gone, so that particular student loan debt or whatever debt it is can't come back unless you go add more of it, but it's now gone and now you have the rest of your life debt free to live and vacation and shop and do what you want to do. And this is something that I struggle with and I'm speaking from my struggle and another thing that I'll be doing with the podcast. Y'all got to forgive me. I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a fish out of water. I'm, you know, I don't believe in Zodiac or anything like that. Although I'm a March baby, I don't know what that means, but one of the things I don't like is routine. I don't like being boxed in. Um, I kind of want to scratch the whole podcast and do the whole podcast just on business and life tips and life coach Tony tips versus relationship stuff being that my whole YouTube is relationships a lot of my quotes are relationships so y'all gotta forgive me as I kind of you know work through and you get to see me work through my heart's passion and making my work fulfilling and fun for me so if you see a stretch of business advice or business talks or life general life tips and you're like hey where's my relationship fix you can always find it on youtube so understand that and so this is something this is a a mindset that i'm working on breaking 100 percent. and i think we all kind of suffer from it to a certain degree when you look at people of all races and nationalities everybody wants a better life everybody wants peace everybody wants to be comfortable everybody wants the finer things of life and if you got it and you can afford it you want to spend it so if you can afford to fly private some people say i'll never fly private if a flight costs five thousand dollars for a one-hour flight on a private jet but you can take that same one-hour flight for sixty dollars people say i will never ever ever fly private until $5,000 feels like $60 and then they fly private I have a friend who he said he has not flown commercial in the last two years he only flies private he flew from Florida to Italy on a private plane if you don't know about flying private that probably was anywhere from five hundred dollars to $700,000 for that one round trip flight so I say that to say Everybody spends how they want to spend for convenience, for luxury, for peace of mind. But one of the things that we have to be mindful of, that we have to constantly work on, is our financial mindset. Because I'm of the mindset that, and, and this isn't a gimmick, I don't have a financial course to sell you or anything like that, which is nothing wrong with a financial course, but I'm speaking on this from the heart. I'm not about to go into financial business or anything, but I'm of the mindset, I'm of the belief that if we can attack our finances and we can pay down debt, that that will relieve so much stress and we can be free. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut off my budget for myself. So for Christmas, for my birthday, where I may say, hey, babe, you can spend, you know, this amount. I'm okay with this amount being spent on me. I'm For my Father's Day, birthday, and Christmas, I'm paying down debt. Because I know, although it's a momentary, temporary sacrifice, 
I will appreciate it much more when my student loans are all paid off and when my credit cards are zeroed out and I don't need to use them unless I just want to use them. And that's something because the more you make, the more you spend. A lot of people don't understand that about money. And I'm learning and I'm growing because I said a lot of stuff, you know, big talk. Oh, I never do that. I never do that. And I've seen friends say the same thing when they saw me making more money than them. And they saw me spending my money. They were like, man, you can't do that. And you got to do this. And you got to do this. And you got to do that. But then with their, with their money, when their money went up, they did the same thing I did. They lived more. They ate out more. They bought nicer shoes. They bought more clothes or nicer clothes. And did the same thing that they said they would never do. Because it's human nature to want better. It's human nature to want to pat yourself on the back, to want to reward yourself, to want to be able to spend the money from your hard work, the fruits of your labor. And it is not fun taking the money you've earned and putting it in a bank account, in an investment account for a day that may never come. That's not fun. It's not fun to take the money that you have, that you're making and to pay a big bank for the credit card that they issued you that you used it still doesn't feel fun a lot of times before we really understand credit collections don't sound that bad until you understand the power of credit you're like collections what is collections oh a big business you know i'm not i don't have to pay this 1500 dollars credit card they could write that off why am I going to pay that when they can write that off? That's the mindset. That's the mindset. And it's broke-minded. It's broke-minded. And this is something I call broke-minded. You know, I, I made up that phrase. See somebody else say it. This is where it started. This is what I call broke-minded. And one day I'm going to write a book on it. Well, I already wrote a book on it, an e-book, but it's short. I need to expand on it. It's on Amazon called Broke-minded. And I did this because you know, I come from nothing. You know, I come from the bottom. And my mom just told me today she never made more than thirty thousand in a year. Thirty thousand is not a whole lot of money. It's hard to live on thirty thousand. But she maxed out at twenty nine thousand at a quote unquote corporate job working for one of the top five insurance companies in the country. But topped out at twenty nine k a year after working there 15 years. So I said it to say, I don't come from the lap of luxury. My dad worked as well. He probably made more, but still not a whole lot. So they maybe were, they could have touched 70K together or 50K, 60K, not 50K, but probably 60, 60 to 70K together. And that's not a bad living. 70000 a year for a household is not a bad living, but guess what? My college, not college, my high school tuition was $50 a month, and they fell in the rears on that and couldn't pay it. It had to be paid by a donor from the school. Just $50 a month. So I say that to say it just goes to show you that even at seventy k a year, or whatever it was at that point, 50K, 60K a year, $50 a month was an expense that was too high. 
I remember I wanted my friend to go to the school with me, and I was like, man, it's only $50 a month. They only charged me $50 a month. The school was $800 a month, but they gave me financial aid. And I was like, man, it's only $50 a month, man. You can come play on my team with me, transfer, play ball with me. He was like, man, my mom can't afford $50 a month. As a kid, I was like, what is $50 a month? Man, that ain't nothing. We get allowance $7 a week. So, man, that's already... $28, that's $30, just $20 more. dollars. What is that? But guess what? It's just paying bills are not fun. And a lot of times we'll skip on bills. And when he told me his mom couldn't pay that, I thought that was kind of crazy. But then come to find out, my two my two parent household couldn't pay it. And maybe they could and just felt like because I was doing so much for the school with my athletics, maybe they felt like they didn't they shouldn't have to pay it because I was making the school look good and I had the school in the paper every day and more athletes wanted to come play at the school because of what I was doing the numbers I was putting up so you never know why they didn't but that's what it was so I say that to say you know we have to really we got to do the work as humans with our relationship with money because even I've noticed a lot of times people will brag about their relationship with money and how well they save and how well they invest but they still have a broke mindset they have a scarcity mindset so I think that there's a sweet spot where and this is what I'm working on where you have a savings that is essentially an investment account because the money is growing don't just put it in a in an account where there's no growth so you can use like betterment.com is what i use one of the sites i use i use a few of them but i will have a ira or you can have a roth ira and you can put the money in there and it's growing you allot the money to a fund and the money grows over time so what i believe in is setting amount that goes to an investment account setting an amount that goes to a cash savings to where like on real emergency you can touch this this money even if that's just a thousand dollars just having an account that you don't touch and that one thousand dollars is always there so if an emergency happens and you need five hundred dollars you got that in an account Whereas the investment account, you can't touch it immediately because you got to withdraw it and it's being taken off the market. So it takes about three to five business days to get taken off the market and deposited into your account. Now, if you invest in cryptocurrency, like through an app like Coinbase, which is one of the ones I use, they'll front you your money and you can sell your crypto and do an instant deposit to your bank account if you need the money out of your crypto right away. And they also will loan you money at an interest rate to keep your money in crypto and just borrow from it and pay interest on the money you you borrow. So it's different things like that. But to have this balance where out of every check, you have a portion that goes to your investment account, a portion that goes to your cash account, and then a portion that goes to your bills and a portion that goes to your living, to your recreation, to your fun. 
And that could be present fund or it could be future fund, like a vacation savings. And with Betterment, you can do any kind of savings you want to do. So I have a parent's retirement fund. I have a college fund for both of my sons. I have an investment savings. So I do different types of savings for different things. If I'm saving for a wedding, I want to give my wife a wedding. We got married in a courthouse. And I really want to give her a big, big, crazy wedding, like a million-dollar wedding. <laughs> and I'll tell her the budget is a million dollars, and it'll come out probably 1.5. So I need to account for that. She does not speak the word budget. It's not in her vocabulary in any language. And I'm not knocking her, but it lets me know how much faith she has in me to get out here and work and make things happen. But I say that to say, you know, that's also something we have to take into account. Our partner's mindset. My wife is not like me. Like she wants to live and she wants to live in the moment. And she doesn't see finances the way I see it. If I take the money off the top and it goes to an account, she does not care. Like she doesn't mind it. But if I want to sit down and talk to her about it, it doesn't ever really sound good. Like, that's just not her mindset. And I think, too, it's because, you know, it could be because she's not working. So she doesn't see it as her money. And that just comes from a upbringing, a mindset of what I work for is, is mine and what somebody else works for is theirs. Even though I try to tell her all the time, look, what's mine is yours. Like, it's not my money just because... I'm doing this podcast and if they put an ad on here and I make $50, it's not my $50. That's our $50. And so that is also going to be a challenge when you are in a relationship and you kind of just got to love your partner for who they are. Don't divorce someone or not like someone just over their financial mindset. If they're faithful to you and they're not abusive, if they're not controlling, if they're not disrespectful, then who cares how they see money? Because at the end of the day, although I'm having this talk with you, it's just money. It comes and it goes. Like we should have a healthy relationship with it, but we should never worship it. Never, You should never worship money. You should never love money. You should respect money, understand the need and the purpose of money, work to make money, invest and save money, but never worship money. So, hey, I just want to talk to you about this because this is something that I see and it, it, it breaks my heart for us as a human race. Um, you know, I have a group called the Growth Group. And this is a group for like a mastermind group for people to grow. And I wish I could do it free, but it's just having a paywall, a payment it kind of it we it weeds out the people who aren't serious and it gets me people who are serious and but even seeing that having this group with a hundred plus members i don't know how many exactly are in there and i don't promote it that much but it's on it's on tonygastonsacademy.com and if you have a course there you'll see it next time you go now that i've mentioned it to you but we have this group and it's $100 to join and it's $47 a month and you 
it, you would think $47 a month it would be doable for adults working and making money, but life happens. Like people write in and say, hey, I got laid off. I need to suspend my payments. Hey, I'm, I'm out of money. I need to suspend my payments. Hey, I can't afford $47 this month. I need to suspend my payments. I have a group on YouTube that is $1.99, $1.99. And it's called The Blessed Tribe. And I do live Q&As and answer their questions. Some of you may be in The Blessed Tribe. But do you know there are countless people who that $1.99, it bounces. It doesn't go through because they don't have that in their account. Or it goes through and it sends their account into the negative and they have to call their bank and say, hey, that wasn't an approved charge. That was a fraudulent charge so that they can get that overdraft fee removed. And I totally 100% understand that. I remember one time I had an account that it was hooked up to my cash app. And this was when cash app first came out. And a guy was like a kid I knew. He requested a dollar. And I hit pay and it pulled it from my account, but the account was empty. It was a business account. The account was empty. So that $1 got me a $35 overdraft fee. So $1 cost me $36. <laughs> Just thinking about it. I didn't really use the account, but so it wasn't like I was flat broke. If it was connected to another account, it would have worked. But it just it just showed me how this can happen. Because I'm like, you know what? It's no excuse. If I have an account open, every account I have open should have $500 in it at all times. Like, what are you doing, Tony? But there are times where we cannot afford $1.99. And I saw a study that said 70% of Americans cannot touch $1,000 right now today cannot touch $1,000 cash money right now today if in the event of an emergency. And so think about it right now and ask yourself, can I touch $1,000 right now? Do I have $1,000 cash money in an account that can be accessed right now? If the answer is no, then that is cause for concern. And it also lets you know that if you are working or if you can work that you should join me in this journey of perfecting our relationship with money working our, on ourselves and getting better in that area so hey this is Tony Gaskins thank you so much for listening God bless you we'll talk soon